Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of the Water Cooler Podcast, and on today's show, I'm joined by a really good friend, a former co-worker, and the number one giant bomb fan on the internet, Tim. How are you doing today? Oh yeah, number or, one. <laughs> or Pickle or pickle Tim, as you, you it's showing on Zencaster, so. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that was a little secret call out, I think, between us. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, uh, but you're, you're new on the show, Uh Tim, um, I started this during quarantine and we haven't, like, we've seen each other in passing, like, here and there, but how are you holding up? Like, it's, like, during, like, all this, like, uh, like, uh, are you vaccinated? Like, I'm fully vaxxed. Like, you ready to open up? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully vaxxed. It's, it's been really nice. Uh, like, you know, the couple weeks after getting your second shot and then, like, having all your other friends, like, we're all just, like, a checklist seeing who, who's got it and, like, just finally be able to go to a bar, something with like open seating um, or just being able to hang out in person has been has been great because, uh, yeah, before that, the most interaction I had was like my roommate or randomly seeing people in the grocery store, which is I think that's the only way I've seen you is just randomly at like a, a local grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Like we both <laughs> live in Sacramento and we just see each other in passing. We're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And we just kind of like like in passing with their masks on it's just like it's it's so it's so weird to like eventually like we won't be doing that anymore we'll probably be grabbing a beer and just like like we're opening up on june 15th like we're recording this on june 2nd it's like 13 days (laughs) so yeah yeah and it was it was kind of crazy too like just running into you and it's like i want to say a lot but also it's like kind of like we got to keep our distance and we're in this like kind of not crowded, but you know, it's a grocery store. People are trying to move around. And, mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, we, we worked at plenty of grocery stores before, like in a past life. So, but we won't, we won't talk about that here. So because oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> it's, it's all about positive. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not really, uh, I guess we can talk about giant bomb a little bit. Like you, you actually sent this to me like on Facebook, like one night, and I thought you were joking. I thought you were just joking with me like you normally do. Yeah. The the fact that you just sent me a link saying that Alex, um, a- Alex, uh, Vinny, and um, Brad. Um, Brad were all leaving. Like, uh, if anyone doesn't know, Giant Bomb is like a video game website about video games. And they've been running a podcast for... God, like 10 or 15 years? I It's closer to 15, because I think I've listened to them for like 10, which when I thought about it, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. It does not feel like 10 years, but... Yeah, it really doesn't feel like 10 years, but like when they were doing like their goodbye, like uh, like podcasts, and they're kind of thinking back to like when it all started, like I was recalling, like I actually remember listening to Arrow Pointing Down, like when Jeff first got fi- fired from games GameStop. Like he, uh, like he started like the podcast and was just like, well, I've, video games is the only thing I know how to do. It's like, I might as well just start my own thing. And to think that arrow pointing down started from that. And now it's like this, <laughs> this huge video game website that everyone goes to. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It, Giant Bomb in general is, is fairly incredible. I don't, I don't think I was there at the right at the beginning, but close. Yeah, uh, I just remember when I first met you, I was just, I think, like, I forget what we were talking about, but Giant Bomb came up and we we're just like, I feel like that's when our friendship started, just because it's like, like, if you're listening to Giant Bomb in my eyes, it's like, okay, that this person's pretty cool. It's like, it's one of the better, like, video game podcasts out there. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it's the one that I always recommend, but I think you've been one of the few people who's who's like replied with uh yeah I, I listen to them everyone else is like who are they and like how do you not know <laughs> yeah exactly and the the fact that like like all three of these guys are gone and jeff is going to be the one remaining left it, i was starting to think like jeff is really the only like original video game journalist that that i grew up reading and listening to like everyone else is like all brand new. It's all like Gen Z or like, like I, I think IGN might be the, the the last one where I think they have a lot of the original, like Damon Hatfield and and uh, Per Schneider. But I feel like those guys are just like wax figurines at this point. So <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I haven't I haven't bothered with reading IGN too much. Yeah, I usually just go to IGN for trailers. Like that's it. That's it. Like IGN I don't really read them for like video game journalism anymore because yeah. especially after what happened with that, that rich George guy or whatever his name was it was it him? Like dude that like oh. lied about <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah, was it him? I I I don't know. I just the dude that like lied on his application saying that like he did like all these video like <laughs> like video reviews but it actually wasn't him. And yeah, like, blatantly that, that sounds stole. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I immediately thought of that, but uh, I don't know. That's what I, that's what I think of IGN. Like whenever I think of IGN now, it's just like this they hire people that steal content, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I, I it always felt like they're very numbers like whatever game got a number and I really appreciated like how Giant Bomb will talk about a game. Like they're not focused on some type of score. Mhm. They just like, this is how I feel when I play the game. So if you feel the same, you might like it, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And they were the first ones to like start quick looks too, which I always thought was like, like, if you think about it, like everyone does let's plays on YouTube now, but if you like giant bomb was like, it seems like they were their originator for that there. And like when I was listening to the goodbye podcast with like Vinny, Vinny was talking about how they started quick looks just because they didn't really have a video team. So we were just like, let's just record a bunch of like footage and just like <laughs> upload it on YouTube or, or I think they're using Viddler at the time. Like, do you remember Viddler? <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but I remember them talking about, yeah, using a different service. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I just think it's so funny that something that small could eventually get this big and like so many people can work, work for it. But, but, um, but what, what, like, what are your favorite moments? Like with giant bomb? Um, I, okay. So I have one moment I was thinking about it earlier mm-hmm. and it's not a complete moment cause I can't remember it exactly, but there was an early episode and I feel like this was like a, a Vinny, not tangent or maybe like a Vinny story. It had something to do with cereal mm-hmm. and I just remember loving it. Like it was just some wacky story. And I think that is like one of my favorite parts about giant bomb. It's like when they got kind of go off the rails. And it's mm-hmm. not really like about games at all. It's just some weird story about cereal or meat or just whatever. Um, I think those are my favorite moments. Um, but it was so long ago. I feel like I need to like start listening to the podcast from the beginning just to find it. Right. Uh, just to, like <laughs> just listen to all the episodes just from starting today. Just yeah. And just reach to the current episode. Like that yeah, seems like it's a trek. <laughs> yeah, it's a simple binge. I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with those E3 podcasts that are like four hours long, but but yeah, or the the game of the year. Yeah. Oh, th- those game of the year. I, those game of the year podcasts are probably some of my favorite, just because, like, it, it's. I really like that you brought up about uh, you like that like when they don't really talk about video games, they just talk about just random shit, just because. Like the older I get and the less time that I have for like video games, I actually kind of appreciate like I, I appreciated hearing Brad and Vinny and Jeff just like talking about just like shit that I would probably be talking about. It's kind of like having like that conversation. It's like I, it's like I was in the room with them and just kind of having this conversation about like, oh, geez, video games kind of suck nowadays, which is kind of Jeff's like typical like line that he always goes to. But. Um, I don't know. I just think that I, I think it's really cool, but yeah, yeah. It, it's, it felt like an earnest conversation. Like they're not, there's no real agenda. They're just talking. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't really have like a favorite moment. I like with the podcast, like the podcast was just kind of like, I just consumed it like every week and just kind of, uh, I went about my day, uh, probably like some of my favorite, like video, like, like video content has to be the the Mario Party Party like <laughs> series like I that's when I first got introduced to Dan Riker and I feel like we oh. would constantly share Dan Riker stories of like how crazy this dude this this motherfucker yeah. is yeah. it's like yeah I guess he, he might be my favorite moment just just him just him yes even uh oh my my favorite would be the the him trying to cook eggs or oh. what he thought was cooking the white of an egg. 
the eggshell. He thought yeah. the, the egg whites were the eggshell, which yeah. <laughs> I think I remember you told me that at work one day and I was just like, there's no way. And I actually <laughs> had to listen and I'm like, I, I'm starting to think like because I've been watching a lot of his Twitch streams like Dan's Dan Records, uh, Dan Records on Twitch. I've been watching a lot of him yeah. and I'm starting to think if he was trolling us this entire time. I that's a that's a really long con, you know, like that's a persona. <laughs> well, it, especially this you're talking about the guy that that wrote the book about like Jose Canseco, right? Like what was the do you remember the whole thing about that? Like oh. it was like it, that was kind of like a con with him where he was like it was like this huge long joke. Like his entire life is a meme at this point. Yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me that he like gets like this huge like he gets like this position at this big video game website. He's like, how am I going to do this? I'm just going to like say they're the most dumbest shit as possible and be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I, he definitely knows how to put on a good, put on a good show, mm-hmm. but I think some of it is very earnest and he just like rolls with it. Like, whereas other people would be overly shy or, or not want to disclose some of the stuff that like, maybe they don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he just would roll with it. And it was great. And a lot of it, like, all of his food stuff, I thought was the best. Like, I oh. really want a cookbook from him. Oh, the nacho cheese and Oreo combination? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I actually tried, because I was a big fan of that series. I was just like, no, what? I'm just going to try it. And it's not terrible. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> Like, I will admit that you have to be, like, hella stoned or drunk to actually, like, enjoy it. But it's, like, it's it's not, like, the worst combination of foods that you could possibly, like, have. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I think Jeff summed it up pretty much, like, I think, I remember this specifically. Like, Jeff summed it up perfectly, where he was just, like, it just tastes like those two things. Che- nacho cheese and Oreos. It's not, like, <laughs> not like it adds anything to it. It's just, like, they're just... It's just those two things, but yeah, I I always thought that they're like just everyone's chemistry was just super like, like it was just super good. Like they're obviously like just friends, just like hanging out. And that I can actually say that that like they were probably one of the podcasts that made me kind of want to start this like for the longest time. And like quarantine actually kind of pushed me through that to like kind of do forty six yeah. episodes of this. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, yeah, their their yeah their chemistry is. I mean, it makes me miss some of the people that have already left previously. And mm-hmm. looking at them now, it's like, yeah, it's just Jeff, I guess, you know. And yeah, it's. I wonder how Jeff feels in this in this situation. Like, it's like he's going down with the ship, or he's just like, I will never leave because I this is what I created and and stuff like that. I. He probably feels some ownership on what he created mm-hmm. and he probably has a vision still, you know, like I hope, I hope the best for the podcast and I'm going to, you know, keep listening. Mm-hmm. It just like, it was just such a massive blow seeing those two people left. And I couldn't believe it even when I sent it to you, like I thought it was a joke or something. Yeah. I, I um, thought it was a joke too, just because I, I really love Alex. Alex was like, I re- I followed his content like at GameStop and I and he he like he was kind of late going on to Giant Bomb like he started screen.com like the the yeah. movie website and I really that's when I started following him and I was like this guy's into movies like me so like I I kind of drew that connection to him and then like when he started doing like the the drumming during quarantine like that's when I really started like this dude's like hella cool cuz he's just kind of he's kind of like the black sheep of like of like the entire group like like he knows like a like he knows a lot about video games, but it just kind of seems like he's just he's just chilling. Where yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I I kind of want to know what he does like next. Like the, he's like the the one person that I do kind of want to know what they're gonna do after this, just because I feel like there's so much more for him to like accomplish. Uh, like Brad yeah. just kind of Brad kind of seemed like he was like he was just ready to just like retire and stuff like that like he's, he just seemed really tired but yeah i'm curious what they all do i'm, I'm excited to see what Vinny does um yes. <laughs> even if it's just like if he's just doing woodcraft 
and you, I have no knowledge of that. I I can probably still watch it. Do you follow him on Instagram? Because I I did just um, I made sure that I was following. I think all of them after I saw that news because it's like I got to figure out what you're doing and hopefully it's Instagram or Twitter or something that you you say it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's super cool that Vinny's just super into woodworking and just like. And uh, I don't know. I hope he kind of continues that because it's kind of like he's like that Ron Swanson figure. Where yeah, he's, that... like, he's the one. He, he was the first one to become like a dad, right? I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that he would be like just kind of the not. I wouldn't. I'm not calling him old or anything, but it's just like he's kind of like the the old and wise one, whereas just kind and kind of the level headed one, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, old and wise, but like very silly. Like yeah, like, the way his very, mind works. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like he became like super silly, like when he started Beastcast, like because like he was kind of like from what I remember, I don't remember him that much on on the Bombcast, but like when he started, like when he was like running like the Beastcast and was like actually the host, he like that was some of his most fun funniest content, I think where he would just kind of just riff like when like riff off like the opening song and stuff like that. I just, yeah. Uh, like Vinny is like my second favorite, but Alex is for sure like my favorite. So gotcha. Yeah. I think Vinny would be my number one. Really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. man, thinking about all that today, like I, I think I barely got over Drew Scanlon leaving. Yeah. That was, <laughs> I, that was a while ago. <laughs> Yeah, that was a while ago, and he hasn't really posted much on his like new, like uh, uh, on his new YouTube channel or whatever, whatever the cloth maps or whatever. But yeah. I I understand he can't really do much because it's like a travel channel and right like COVID, so maybe uh, like he's waiting for stuff to get better with that. But um, I don't know. I've I didn't I Drew was like a huge loss, but I kind of got over it over really quickly like for me it was ryan davis ryan davis was like that was like such a shocker just yeah like how he, the way he the way he passed and like they were just talking about like he literally just got married he got yeah. married and like like the entire crew was there they're having a good time and then the next few days like like a few days after you find out that he's just not with us anymore it's just i don't know i, I just feel like the, also the old as the older i get I learn like like the people that I grew up reading and, and watching and just listening to, I'm like, wow, they're leaving. They're leaving their positions or they're dying off. It's just it makes me feel old. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but but it's Yes, sort of. Like I have some yeah, some close friends who have lost family members and stuff, and it's like, man, like I kind of miss being a kid where like you were oblivious to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's it's it it's definitely like a weird feeling. It's like I remember like this like these dudes just playing dumb Nintendo games and then later they're just they they put in their two weeks at their job. It's like I thought they were going to do that forever. It's like Yeah. I, I knew I, I knew in the back of the in my mind that they weren't going to do it forever, but it's like there's there's such a staple of my life like growing up of like like reading GameStop and reading Giant Bomb. It's like the the fact that these guys won't be here anymore it's 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 or, or uh, with the site anymore i should say is uh, it's 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 heartbreaking and yeah yeah to- totally like i would listen to them like every sunday while i cook mm-hmm. you know i you know meal prep or something for like a couple of hours and i'll i'll still be able to do it but man like a good week i just kept thinking about it yeah i, I and i think like for me too like like the new cast for Giant Bomb, like it's good, but it's just it's just not the same. Like this is obviously for like a new generation. Like I like I I I don't really I don't hate them. I don't hate like the the I I, I don't even know their names at this point. I just just Aww. know the, like their faces. Like I, well, <laughs> I know Ben Ben, which I don't I don't actually agree with like quite a bit. <laughs> but um, who's the dude with the bandana? Do you know like? Oh, see, I don't. I do audio. Um, I've been. Watching. I know because a few of them, I think, would like rotate in sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. There, uh, so you have D- 
Danny O'Dwyer. I had to write these down too because I couldn't remember the last names, but mm-hmm. Jason A. Striker, and yeah. then Jan, and I can't. I don't think I can pronounce his last name, so I'll just leave that. But right. Well, I know Danny O'Dwyer has been around for a while too, just like Jeff. Like yeah, I don't think as long as Jeff, obviously, but he's been with Game. Like he's really with GameStop, right? So he's just probably just filling in while they yeah. find a replacement or whatever. But. I don't know. I like listening to like Vinny's like last podcast. It it made it seem like it made me feel like a little bit better that it wasn't like there was no hostility or anything like that. Right. It was like the uh, I guess we'll 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 mention this is that Giant Bomb was actually sold like like CBS like sold off like Giant Bomb. Because I guess they wanted, they didn't want to have two video game websites and stuff like that, so they went with GameStop instead. And then, and Red Venture, like this company called Red Ventures, bought them. And I guess Vinny was like, they've they've already gone through like three companies, right? It was like yeah. Musket Media, CBS Interactive, and now Red Ventures. So Vinny was probably just like, he's he's pro- Vinny, Brad, and Alex were probably just like, no, what we've 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 been here a while. I, they didn't. It's almost like they just didn't want to like relearn anything or just like like they established it. So it's like it's 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 time it's time to move uh, it's time to uh uh pass on the baton to, yeah. to a new generation. And uh I, I honor that. I think that's like super I, I think that's really cool that uh that there were t- that there was no hostility and stuff like that because I would I would hate for something to come out and like saying like Jeff actually hated all of them but <laughs> oh yeah I that would <laughs> that would suck but yeah uh, that would be the worst <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I don't know do you have any other favorite moments like I I can think of one that I think you remember I think you told me oh oh yeah um, let me uh I think just their game of the year in general mm-hmm. um. Cause it's like what, like almost six hours of content. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it was multiple like podcasts, and their podcasts are usually two hours long, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just every year I I would I would just look forward to it. Like I didn't really care for other top tens or any other game of the year things in general at all. Mm-hmm. Like even game of the year awards from whatever website. Like I never really cared for them. Um, but when they do their game of the year, like you hear them fight over like who's going to be number one and just the way they debate it and not aggressively, but sometimes a little like they, you know, very passionate about a certain game. And I think they out of any like games media, they've gotten me to play the most games, like ones that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, I think what I appreciated most about like the game of the year podcast was that I think Jeff actually mentioned this is because they actually had those conversations like at GameStop, like in like, like when they were talking about like what game should be game of the year, but mm-hmm. GameStop never wanted to like air those just because of legal reasons. And just like, they said a lot of like stuff that, that wasn't, that didn't, that wasn't good. Well, Jeff was just, it's almost like Jeff just said, fuck it. Let's just like, let, let the readers and listeners hear what we have to say about this. They, they deserve yeah. they like they deserve to like hear us fight over like these games because that's like a marketing campaign for, for like, for, for like if someone, if Finney feels super passionate about no man's sky and Jeff does it, it's like, yeah. Jeff, <laughs> Vinny, Vinny should have the right to like debate uh, yeah. whether this game is good or not and yeah, convince and then, the others. So, yeah, and it, I think it definitely changed some of their minds uh, on whatever game it was. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I prefer that over just some number or ranking. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and like I think I would say like Rogue Legacy is one of the games that I probably wouldn't have downloaded. Like, I don't mind Rogue Likes, but that's just like one of the games that I remember the most. That after hearing them talk about, it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go download that game on Steam and play it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. But yeah, it just so yeah, the the game of the year was just probably one of my favorite segments. Yeah, I I, I really love the like the E three podcasts just because. Oh yeah, I really love behind the scenes content, and I love just like, like when they had the CEO of Microsoft 
Like yeah. just sitting, just sitting in like their freaking hotel room. Not even a hotel room. It was like a house in a room in a like it was a house they rented for like the weekend. And it was just like it was like in the living room. And they just had the CEO of Microsoft just like on the podcast, just talking. I'm like I think that's like just super cool that Jeff basically just opened the doors to to the industry and just let everyone just listen. Uh listen to their conversations i think that's super cool so yeah yeah all their like talks with different developers like whenever they'd sit on those like couches or chairs or whatever and you got like six people sitting in front of the camera i i really enjoyed that like their their industry insight was was definitely um worth a lot i think yeah and um we'll we'll, we'll see how it is this year because well e3 is virtual this year so like We'll see how they like. Maybe they'll just all get on a Zoom call or something like that. I wanted to. You think it would be really cool if Vinny just, Vinny, Brad, and Alex just showed up for one last E three. I think just like be as cool. a guest. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of hope that maybe after some time, right, um, that they just show up as random guests, like whenever it's comfortable for them. Like I would, I would kind of love that, but. Right. Um, one final E3 would be pretty great. And but yeah, I don't know how that would work either. If like, if they can just have guests on like that, or do they have to get it approved by somebody? And if they've left the company, like, are they, can they quickly get back on? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it seems like at this point, it's probably just Jeff's decision. Of, like, yeah. yeah and the... I guess they did get Dan and, um, the, and the Abby. other two, yeah, oh. yeah, Abby and which, uh, like Abby also le- left too. Like she was like on Beastcast, but I like I, I actually kind of hated her at the beginning, and then I kind of like kind of grown to like like her like more just because I like how funny she was and how she bounced off Vinny. Like yeah. Abby and Vinny bounced off like super super well. Like kind of and and Rikert as well, but. Like that was just, I loved how angry Vinny would get. Like when when Dan would just say something so just <laughs> absurd. It's just like he's like, really, what? And then yeah, <laughs> but it, uh, it was like ahead. a dad listening to their to their son or daughter, or whatever, just saying something dumb or mm-hmm. saying something dumb after they've already done the dumb thing. And like that, I've always felt like that was the reaction that Vinny would give. Yeah. Uh, I think that like another like one of my funny reactions that Abby had with with Dan was like when Dan was telling everyone that he didn't act well he went to film school but he didn't actually go to classes and he passed and got his degree in film and Abby (laughs) went to film school and just to hear hear her reaction about like she was it's her in her voice she sounded like she was so mad but yeah. also just like, <laughs> what the hell? What did you do? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, man, I feel like I, when I heard that, I was like, I'm just going back to school, or whatever, trying to finish up. And just like <laughs> hearing about that, it's like, man. <laughs> right. The biggest yeah. troll ever. Dan <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I don't know, but um can you think can you think of anything else like like i i really love uh i i love um was it was it mass alex of like their most recent mass alex and breaking brad i thought was like super good that i really enjoyed like did you watch any of those or no i i think the last couple years i've only had time for their podcast oh okay yeah I, i i understand and then um well so in the last couple of years, so you probably did watch Deadly Premonition, right? Like the the Deadly Premonition Let's Play that all three of them like it was like I think they had like three like quick clicks going on Deadly Premonition. It was like Ryan huh. Davis and Jeff, Vinny and and Drew, and then Alex and Brad or whatever, and they were all going at the same time. And huh. and you said that you. You bought Rogue Legacy because of Giant Bomb. I yeah. bought Deadly Premonition because of those quick looks. That that's awesome. I, like, I, I would think... 
go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. That's I just love that. Like, yeah, I I would have never have bought or have fallen in love with Deadly Premonition like I am today if it wasn't for Giant Bomb. Like that game is like by far like some like it is absurd and dumb and bad. It's a bad game, but <laughs> it's. It, I, I don't know. It's just so ambitious, and Swery is like the best developer too. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm excited for new Giant Bomb. I'll, like I'll like I said, I'll continue listening to li- listening to the podcast. I think it's a. Uh... Hmm? Yeah, I um, I am enjoying like some of the. They're like recent stories about like pokemon and stuff like i think they still has has some like good character on the show you know mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've recent or listened recently enough to like hear i think it was jan talking about it but um it's like f- the crazy fervor and like targets and stuff uh over pokemon wait what it, <laughs> yeah like, um <laughs> yeah like people lining up outside it's like super early for pokemon cards and i think I mean, there are some like stories that they had of like adults basically telling a kid to get back in line, like you can't cut, and it's just this you know older giant man like trying to teach the kid a lesson about like cutting in line when that dude's there just to like buy out these Pokemon cards so that other kids can't get them. That's uh, so messed up. Like, is that really it, happening? I don't like. I'm not like I, into so, that. Like, I I knew there was a bit of a bubble like with selling online because I'm selling all my old Pokemon cards, but I didn't know that there was that much fervor in like buying it in stores. Um, but I guess Target and I think Walmart too uh, even pulled them off the shelves. Like they would no longer have it in the um, that vendor area that had cards. Right. I'm really glad Which I'm I, not in retail during that. That would be yeah. such a. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because. You, it, it's insane that they take off, take them off the shelf, right? Like Walmart and Target just wants the money, but mm-hmm. like it was getting so bad that they had to remove them. Yeah, like I knew it was pretty bad with like basketball cards and like I, I think of Magic the Gathering cards too. Like it, it's weird, like during the pandemic and like quarantine, like everyone picked up like these weird hobbies mm-hmm. of like card collecting and selling off cards. Uh, meme stocks became a thing. Like at oh. least for me, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, I've been trying to follow some of the meme stocks. It's AMC been... to the moon. I'll just say, <laughs> I I sold mine. Not, I mean, oh, no, couple... dude. <laughs> it was, no, no, no. It was a couple months ago. I I had a profit. Um, uh, I didn't see that shooting up anytime soon, so I sold it. It was like three, four months ago or something. And then just out of nowhere, it was like the last couple of weeks, right? I, <laughs> I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. And it's so like now a, I'm just like too far. It's too far up for me to try to get into. I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> right now. I think it's sitting at $65 on yeah, a, a 2000% increase, which is, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm holding, <laughs> I'm oh. holding to the moon. So oh boy, diamond uh, hands over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I missed out on GameStop. I missed out yeah. on Dogecoin. So I feel I, I feel like a certain level of like pride that <laughs> that I that I found AMC and like like I really just bought AMC because I knew theaters were gonna bounce back just because like things are starting to open up and like I yeah. feel like theaters are gonna start making money again and they're gonna start trend they're, like they're basically gonna start trending up. So I bought Cinemark and I bought AMC based based on those reasons. And then AMC just starts shooting up like crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, Jesus. Yeah, this is higher than it's been for a long time too, right? Like 2000% increase. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think you really hear that much like on uh, on Wall Street that much. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm sitting pretty right now, but I'm holding. I'm holding <laughs> as long as I can. Yeah, you uh, just got to hold until it goes all the way down. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> And just lose everything. Well, that's I, how they work, right? <laughs> well, I bought like super, super cheap, so it's not like I would have lost a lot of money. But yeah, but yeah, well, potential. I lost potential money, right? Like, but 
but yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah. But yeah. I'll, still, mm-hmm. I'll still listen for these like random stories, like about the Pokemon stuff. Like I wouldn't have known otherwise, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's kind of great to listen uh, and catch those bits, and then catch random insider bits on like the game industry. Um, mm-hmm. Like they recently talked, uh, they. I guess a lot of them come from like random email questions, but they had someone asked about producers or something like that. And they mentioned that like for Japanese games, I believe the producer is kind of a different title than it is here in the West where like, they're almost as much of a director as they are a producer. Whereas Mm -hmm. here they may not have some of the same roles or, or be as involved in like game making decisions. Um, and they're just there to produce here in the West. And like, I wouldn't have known that. And then I look back on some of the games. I'm like, okay, like I think Bloodborne was the one where it kind of made sense. I don't remember which one's which, but like from software and Japan studios, I think both were on that game and mm-hmm. one was a producer. Oh, that's uh, weird. I was yeah, gonna... stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, you, you bring, you bring up emails because you've actually okay. emailed a couple of times, right? Yeah, I got tra- I got one red, and yeah. it, I think it was just like a nonsense one. It was it was after my first trip to Japan, mm-hmm. and like they had just talked about pachinko. So I think I asked them, "How do you play pachinko?" Because when I was in Japan, I walked into a pachinko parlor, and all I heard was like a metal, uh, like rain or like a metal a waterfall it was just this loud sound of these ball bearings flying around everywhere or whatever but i couldn't understand how to play so it was either during my trip or right when i got back i emailed them to figure out how to play and um i think i got the response i i should have been expecting which is um it's too complicated or whatever they don't know how to play (laughs) (laughs) right but i i always i remember i never had Cause I've I don't really email podcasts that much, but I I remember it was back at GameStop. I I remember Gears of War Two was just was just coming out, and Jeff was still at GameStop at the time, and uh, they were like Jeff was playing Gears of War Two like on this live stream, and Kev, remember Kevin Van Orden? Like, I, what's he doing now? <laughs> it's just like oh I don't know yeah like Kevin Van Orden was like reading like questions like on a live stream and he read my question about texture oh. popping and he was like marley silverbrand from hillsborough oregon when i was living in oregon at the time but i was i don't know it's just kind of it's kind of weird like when people that you read and listen to like acknowledge you and like wow this person has a good question i'm gonna like it's it, it's a good question and, and entertaining so yeah it yeah, helps I, us I, out it's a great feeling. I have a I have an email floating right now. I don't know if they'll ever read it, but I kind of hope they do. But it but when they do, and it's only happened the once for me, but it's yeah, it's it's a fun fun feeling. It, is it is it about like just giant bomb how um everyone leaving or No, no. I did I did make a tweet and uh it was like Vinny or Giant Bomb proper like, you know, gave me a, a heart or whatever. Because <laughs> uh, I, I did want to call out and like say a big thank you on Twitter, right? Um, but no, the email was about this MMO scam that I've been following, mm-hmm. and it felt juicy enough. I'm like, you guys might want to talk about this. I don't know, it could be cool. And they don't normally talk about MMOs too much, mm-hmm. so I just kind of threw it out there. And I, you know, if they watch a couple of the videos and like read up on it and they talk about it, I'll, I would be super excited, right? There's some MMO players like a giant bomb. I think um, um, I forget yeah. the, the guy with the last name that has uh, that you can't pronounce. Oh, um, is it? It's is it Jan or Jan? Uh, yeah. It's Jan. So yeah, I almost I almost had his last name. It's like Archua or something. Yeah. Let's so let's go with Ochoa. Jan yeah. Ochoa, I think. Ochoa. Yeah. 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 I think he plays MMOs, so I think you have a shot of it getting on. So but. yeah, I want to say that he plays Final Fantasy fourteen, I think, which is one that I play. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that they bite 
Because it sounds like a fun story, and it sounds like something that they would talk about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like now, like the way I listen to Giant Bomb, like I mentioned before, like I really like I I barely have time for like any video games anymore. So it's really just checking in and stuff like that. Now it's going to be checking in with new people, but but uh, checking in on the game industry and just like what what's what's trending now and it just seems like battle royale is trending like just everywhere and oh yeah and it's crazy that what you, you know, Fortnite is like on phones too yeah and, well not apple phones like that's oh, like we oh should, right we, yeah <laughs> that yeah. should be an asterisk right there like yeah yeah that that whole like court case stuff like and that again like uh industry insight like they were talking about all the stuff that came out of that and i didn't realize like information from sony came out of it and nintendo Mm -hmm. like somehow that court is digging up it seems like everyone else's dirty laundry Mm um it's been super cool like pretty insightful uh there was like some money stuff or like the way sony would charge developers if the developer was going to be cross-platform sounded really like complicated and weird and also like you know sony you're doing really well with the ps4 like why do you have this this in place it was like um something along the uh, if the developer is making more money or something off the other platform then then sony would have to get a kickback like a greater one mm-hmm. or something with like uh yeah it was something like that it was it That's just crazy. seemed odd yeah <laughs> like like Another like industry insight too that we got from Giant Bomb was the thing. Remember with the, the the crazy thing that they were reporting on Infinity Ward, and like all like their friends because they knew a lot of friends at Infinity Ward. Or no, was it was it was it them? Uh, it, it was when their offices got raided, and like and Activision was basically moving development from from Infinity Ward to like Treyarch like officially. Like, uh, do you remember that story? Like the uh, way they were reporting it, it was like, it, it sounded like crazy shit was going down. No, I don't think I remember that story. Uh, basically, like Infinity Ward was just sh- shutting down, and like the way they reported it, it was just it. It was like they they reported like the people in the industry were like actual people, and like you should care about these guys just because they like. I feel like that's when we first heard about Crunch, too. Way yeah. John Bomb was like, like saying Crunch sucks, and we need to like bring awareness to this. And like yeah. you have like you have like these big companies like Activision that are just pushing their developers just so hard like all the time, and then they shut down a then they shut down a company. They shut down a development studio, and it's like. That's not okay. Like that's like like these people are like actual people with families, and it's like they they didn't see their families just to get this game out, and then you shut down the studio. It's like uh, I'm really glad that Giant Bomb like brought light on on that issue because I feel like if it wasn't for them, like are, like other uh, quote unquote video game journalists would uh, would kind of push it underneath the rug. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would have known, at least to the level, um, if I wasn't listening to them. But they were definitely very vocal about any type of workers' rights and stuff in the game industry, mm-hmm. um, like anything that was like overly sexist. Like there's, there's been so many stories. Like that's one of the things they cover on their game of the year was like shittiest moment of the year or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were some wild ones, and some of them are just like really eye opening to like how kind of dark some of these game studios are when to, to work with or work mm. for and yeah it was really like, i definitely appreciate like how passionate like Vinny or someone would get when he talked about it yeah it's just it, it's like these games are fun but they're also made by people and mm-hmm. these people have families and it's like i think that's super important for, for us to like acknowledge that people are people in any industry m- 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 um much less like the video game industry, but like, like art is created by people. It's like, but then uh, we should, we should treat them like people, but, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I think there's probably still a lot of people who don't 
fully recognize that and just like, oh, it's the game. I buy the game. Mm-hmm. I want the game out as soon as possible, you know? Right. And they were like, oh, how come I have all these patches and like updates and DLC? And I'm just like, well, I personally like the DLC just because it's like this game is getting supported long after I purchase it. It's I just wish a lot of those a lot of the DLC was like free or uh, not as expensive as the actual game, because sometimes it actually is, especially when you get into games like Call of Duty. So, yeah. That's... Yeah, I think price and then how like how kind of like thick the base game is. Like if it feels like a full game, then mm-hmm. then they yeah, obviously just about... wanted to just add on to it, which is yeah. which is why I've always kind of just gravitated towards Nintendo, just because Nintendo like you you barely see any games from them that's like half finished. Like it, they, they're, they're like most of the games that they push out, like they're always fully finished. And then if they want to add on more to it, they'll then they'll add on more to it. Which did you play like that that Mario, um, uh, the Bowser's Fury? It was like no. 3D World on the Switch, but they added Bowser's Fury. Yeah, no, I haven't played. I, I still don't have a Switch. I've oh, I'm kind of waiting <laughs> for whatever Pro model that's coming out. Oh yeah, the the rumors are kind of uh getting hot and heavy on that. Like it's uh Yeah. I I I have a Switch Lite right now, so it's not like like if I wanted to upgrade I could. Uh and I probably definitely will if the like once we find out about the Switch Pro and cuz it will most likely be 4K at this point because I feel like it would be a death sentence for Nintendo if it wasn't 4K. Yeah, I think Giant Bomb was mentioning that it at least the, what they've heard, rumor or not, but um, that it's going to be 4K native to the the handheld and not just when it's plugged in. Mm-hmm. So that so th- that would be exciting. Yeah, I I, th- I think that would be really cool. Like, uh, yeah, but I honestly haven't touched my Switch like since. Like, I, I'm trying to think of the last game that I played on it. Um, well, you know, it's Bowser's Fury. Like, I bought yeah. 3D World just because I really. I basically bought all the games I got on Wii U on Switch. <laughs> and now that, like, I remember, I always go back to this, but, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember when Animal Crossing came out for that. That was probably, I, I remember everything was so, was so gloomy with, like, the pandemic and quarantine, and Animal Crossing came out, and that was probably some of the better video game moments that I've ever had. Because yeah. I... I spent so many hours in that game because I was at home. So it's like it's I was at home and just doing regular, ordinary shit in Animal Crossing. Just like that. Nintendo must have made a killing on that. Oh, yeah. I think that was like like what kind of sucks to say, but I feel like it was kind of perfect timing for that game to come out Mm -hmm. Uh, because it fit a need that maybe wasn't there the year before, you know? Yeah, exactly. like and I think Nintendo actually like like that we I remember updates from that that we actually got some updates about uh like I think they added face masks to the game which I thought was actually kind of cool and they're just kind of oh. like acknowledging that stuff was going on and they weren't uh, they're they're basically aware that like hey this shitty stuff is going on we're not trying to profit on it it's like even though they probably were but you know yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah but anyways this room is getting really hot in here right now but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> tim thanks uh for joining me for this giant bomb retrospect and just catching up in general uh oh, yeah uh i think this was really fun just talking about like the good old days uh yeah back in the before times yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh but um well where can people find you on the internet like you do photography and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm doing photography and stuff. Um, right now, I think the best place to find me is timshill.com. That's T I M S H I L L. And then you can find me the same on Instagram. Um, I maybe in a month or so, I should have a YouTube going because I will be traveling out of country for school. And I want to try to do this like travel vlog but centers more on the photos that i take of a place and my hope is that it'll just spark 
a desire to go there, whether it's Japan or I have a few episodes lined up for Germany and stuff like that. Well, that, that sounds really cool, man. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. excited for that YouTube channel to come out. If you need any help with that, like, I could promote it and, like, help you edit, like, some videos. Like, Yeah, I've... yeah, totally. Um, especially, like, depending on how crazy things get with school, I may need help with editing. But I'm excited because it'll help me hopefully get better at doing that kind of thing. And then hopefully I can find a job through that. Um, that and I just take so many photos. I probably have like close to 10 K photos just flying around on my hard drive. And I really don't kind of want to do something about it. Right. And, um, the series will be called aperture abroad. Um, that's a good name. Just, it's really good. Oh, name. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, there's many a shower of me thinking about what to call it. Right. Uh, the, but yeah, um, everyone go check out, go check out his Instagram page and, uh, keep on the lookout for that series uh yeah. like i really like your your fan anime like sack anime like pictures like i really enjoy those so i'm excited oh, to I... see more from you so yeah. yeah yeah hopefully i can go to some of the ones in japan but that's definitely something i miss is the anime yeah anime. Like, like i know the convention center is actually like re- getting very close to opening up but i i, I want to i hope really hope that they stay at because uh, stay alive is because I really wanted to go in 2020 and then shit happened. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it was, it would have been my first time too. Like all these conventions would have been my first time like a year ago and I Aww. had to restart. So we could have popped your cherry, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then we are signing off. Thank you.